I was up to see Brother John today, and I have known Brother John since 1975 when he came into the church. And um, I think the first time I ever remember meeting him, he was leading songs on South 8th Street. You remember Brother John used to lead from the hymnal? I think we got the hymnal around here, but lead from the hymnal, and he would direct. And uh, last Sunday I was visiting him, and he said, You know, Pastor, I just I miss those old songs. He said, Do you think we could ever pull get in the vault? <laughs> you think we could ever get into the vault and pull out those old songs? <laughs> I said, uh, it's a possibility, Brother John. And uh, I said, I like those old songs too. What is it about nostalgia? Yeah. You know, we, uh, uh, many times we came through hard times in, in the old days. And, but we, we forget about the negative things. We forget about the difficult things and remember the good things. And it, it gives us security and comfort. And that's okay. I really appreciate what the Lord has done in our lives. And so I was remembering, and I told, I went to see Brother John this morning, and he had quite a few visitors there, and he has balloons attached to his bed. And Brother John has not uh, been able to speak to anyone since most likely last Sunday, so a week. And he is comfortable, but he is declining. He did decline any uh, life support, anything extraordinary. So he is... Uh, right now, his body is just uh, operating solely on its own. And, um, but uh, I, I talked to him a little bit there this morning. And uh, that's what I want to talk to you about. And the Bible says that in Matthew chapter 11, if you would like to turn your Bible with me. And uh, I hope you have a, I know we put it on the overhead, but I, I really like to I'm a, you know, I have an iPad that has a Kindle on it, and I have a few books I download on it uh, occasionally, but I, do, I still like paper and ink. <laughs> That's just me. I like to hold a book in my hand, and I have uh, stacks of bookmarkers, and, and uh, I, I have a confession. Uh, I, I just have a confession. I'll, I'll tell it in front of everybody right here right now. Uh, Brother and Sister Ham, they were so kind, they gave me a, a gift card to Amazon, and it was burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> you know, it was like a kid that was about eight years old that had $5 in his pocket, and I had to spend that money. I, I had to get on there and buy some more books. I just couldn't live, you know, so many books and so little time, I just had to have some more uh, because I have two or three shelves of them right now that I haven't read, and I, but I'm going to. <laughs> I have three or four books on the go all the time, so that's something uh, I enjoy. And if you've given me money, usually uh, I, I get on the Internet and start buying books. And, but you, you, this is a consolation. I like to buy used books. Yeah, you, you know, you, you can get more if you have used books. Amen. And uh, hallelujah. Well, now that you've heard my confession, <laughs> that's good for the soul. Amen. But if you have a paper and, and ink with, that's bound Bible, turn to me, with me to the book of the Matthew's Gospel, the 11th chapter. And uh, 
verse 15. And it's a very short verse, and you perhaps have heard it. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for your blessings, the guidance that you've given to us in our lives. I thank you, Lord, always for all that you've done, Lord. We love you dearly. Your name is above every name. I've taken on your name at baptism, Lord, and we love you. As the song says, in the, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, your name is, shall be praised. I thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. 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 You may be seated. Uh, I always thought about myself that I start talking late, and I... I had a difficult time, this is what I thought, in putting words together. I really don't, and you might think different about yourself, but that's what I thought about myself, that um, speech and standing up and speaking up for myself and, and uh, was something that was um, difficult for me to do, and it took me some years to start to put all that together. I, I, in studying patterns of speech, now I'm not a speechologist or, or anything like that, but in studying speech is one of the last things to grasp in your life, in your body, in your physical body. It's very extraordinary. This is what separates us from all other creation that God has created is the ability to speak theoretically, ideologically. Ideology, that's not a word. Ideologically, that's the word. Uh, and, and put thoughts together uh, rather than just grunts or sounds. But these sounds have meaning in these words. I've always been fascinated with words. I guess that's why I like books so much. I, I, I used to have a dictionary right next to me when I would read, but now I have my phone and it has a dictionary on it. And so if I see a word I, I, that I don't know, that I, I'll pick my phone up and I get Webster's Dictionary and I like it because it can tell me how to pronounce it. It tells me the meaning and it gives me examples and I sit there for a moment or two, sounding the word out, seeing how the syllables fit around my tongue and, and the teeth in my mouth and, and how I have to move my lips. I'm just fascinated with words because nothing in the world takes place without words. Nothing in the world has taken place without words. You see, because the very first verse in the Bible it talks about, the first chapter talks about, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. This pulpit, as beautiful as it is, all started with a thought in someone's mind, and they visualized it. But more than that, they spoke those words about, you see, I ordered this pulpit, and I told, I sent some photographs, but then I got on the phone, and I described exactly how I wanted it constructed. I hired a man who was a, a 
gifted at putting wood together. You wouldn't want me to put, build a pulpit like this. It, it wouldn't turn out like this. Uh, it, it, uh, you just wouldn't want it. So uh, we won't even go there. But that's not my gifting, and that's not my calling. But I uh, made arrangements with an individual who uh, put this together. And, and I said, you, when I saw it first, I said, you built this. You put this together. And he said, yes, I did. And I said, what, was it a kit? Did you, did you buy it in kit form? He said, no, it was raw wood. And everything you see was raw wood. And I put it together as it is now by the painting and the staining and, and all the gluing and the nailing and the screwing and everything that happened, happened. I saw in my mind the words that you spoke to me and I put it together in my mind, and here is what we have. Words are so very powerful. So the words that we speak, they say that in speaking of our dear brother elder, brother John, the first thing to go, one of the first things to go is your ability to speak. It's that ability, it takes coordination, it takes so much strength, it takes the muscles in your throat, the muscle in your tongue and your cheeks and all that coordination that takes place. You don't realize it. You use it without even thinking about it. But there is a lot going on. You, If the muscle in your throat would to, to constrict a little bit, you would cease to, to talk. Have you ever had a throat that was very dry and you found it difficult to talk and, and and it's that talking it's that ability so what am I talking about today I'm talking about worship and praise to God I was out in the parking lot and sister Diane she gave me a testimony about uh, the healing power and how she's able to walk around without pain and I I'm appreciative of that it, it was words that described to me and we have the word this morning we talked about uh, hero is or the Lord our God is one Lord we talked about how great he is and it's those words that describe those words that give encouragement you see every time we open our mouth uh, we speak prophetically about ourselves or about someone else uh, I want to speak words of encouragement uh, I want to speak words of power and love and righteousness uh, and lifting someone up uh, and giving them encouragement uh, about how powerful, how wonderful, how mighty, uh, how great, uh, how awesome our God is. You see the power of our words uh, if we grasp a hold of the anointing. Uh, you see our words really take on uh, some uh, special when the anointing of God grasps those words uh, and as they exit our mouth it's not just oratory. Uh, it's not just speaking. Uh, it's not just the inflection of our voice uh, or the tone and the sound uh, which it makes uh, from the vocal cords deep inside uh, of our throat uh, but it is the anointing uh, God takes his spirit uh, and uses those words uh, to graze us up uh, to sit us in heavenly places all through the power of our words I was looking here recently, and I read something, and this is the good thing about reading. You can have a lot of experiences that you don't experience. You understand the statement? A lot of people's experiences they write about, you can experience them without physically being there. And you learn from them. But there is a song that was written by the Beatles, and I'm not here to lift up the Beatles, but John Lennon says in one of his songs, he uh, he says, so shoot me. 
That's, that's one of the lyrics, or that's one of the sayings that he says in, in a song. You can find the song. You can, you can listen to it. And did he say that? Yes, he said it. It's recorded, and millions of people have listened to it. But how did John Lennon die? Some, somebody that was deranged in their mind got an autograph from him that same day, went left and came back and used a handgun and shot and killed him. He lived for a little bit, but he died in the hospital. He was mortally wounded. You see, the power of our words, the extreme power of our words. I know we read this verse of Scripture here to you in Matthew chapter, verse 11. And I'm Jesus speaking here in the 12th verse, I, I, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, the verse 12, it says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. He's not talking about physical violence, not talking about buying a weapon and getting you a handgun permit. You can have an open carry, a concealed carry, whatever. That's not what he's talking about. But we war in the spirit. You see, because you're dropped on down. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the spirit has said to the church. I want to tell you this morning, if you will open your mouth and speak prophetic words, God's on my side. He is blessing me. I am healed. I am delivered. I am set free. I don't have to live this way anymore because the devil has no control of my life anymore. You see, you used to live a life of darkness. You were in darkness and you were held by chains that had you bound. And when you came to the Lord Jesus Christ, when you're baptized in his name for the forgiveness of your sins, and when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking with other tongues as God's Spirit gives utterance to you, you see, those chains were broken. That bondage was was busted and you were set free. But I'm here to tell you that you can reinforce something that has been broken and you've been set free from in your life all by the power of your words. You can set yourself back in bondage. You have the prophetic ability. You have the prophetic anointing, whether you're blessed or cursed. I used to hear someone say, oh, God hates me. And I said, don't say that word anymore. Don't say that phrase anymore. God doesn't hate you. No. I I can read a verse of scripture. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you. He loves me. He loves all of us. So the power of your words so as I was standing next to Brother John today and, and someone asked me how they should pray and I said, this is how you should pray. Brother John's lived a good life, a godly life. He's spirit-filled. Amen. And I said, this is how you should pray. Lord, we're so thankful that we have got to enjoy Brother John all the years that we've had him. But I know you have an appointed date for him. And you're going to take him home. Amen. Sad for us. Happy for him. Sad for us because it's a relationship now that 
we, we won't be involved in anymore in personally, but happy for him because he is going to be with the Lord. Amen. I said, that's how you should pray. Amen. If individual is ready to go, uh, he has made the determination he doesn't want anything external. So I stood right there at his bed today and I said, Brother John, you're free to go. I know that you've been tired and you've, you've said you're, you're ready to go and there's nothing holding you back. All your responsibilities. I know that you were, you're so concerned about your responsibilities and your, your landlord has been here and said everything is taken care of. And the man that you've given power of attorney, he's everything is taken care of. You have no responsibilities. There's nothing that you should be feeling weighed down about that you're going to uh, cause anyone any inconvenience. So I say, Brother John, I know sometimes you've, you've held on to this this world for 95 years you can let go have you ever do you remember this when you were a child uh, uh, especially my grandson's age he's now I'll say jump come on jump and he's on a little ledge and I'm, I'm three feet away or whatever and I'm not going to let him fall and so he trusts me and he throws himself forward You're, can you remember your uh your father, your mother, your brother, older brother, or your sister said, come on, jump, jump. And uh, there's just something about that, that interval between <laughs> you leaving the ground and you being caught. It just feels dangerous to you. And I, I liken it like that. When we leave this world, I told Brother John, I said, according to the Bible, Brother John, there are angels standing around here right now waiting for a commandment from the Lord to carry you from this place to his bosom. You've never been there. You've never crossed over on the other side. You've never crossed that river. None of us in this place know anything about what's going on on, on the other side. I don't know how to get there. You don't know how to get there. But the Bible tells us in the book of Luke that there were angels that came and Lazarus, uh, they grabbed him up and carried him to Abraham's bosom. Uh, there are angels of the Lord uh, that take the saints of God. The Bible said, blessed in the sight of the Lord uh, is the death of his saints uh, and God has something for you if you're ready to meet him. Hallelujah. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So the first thing to go is your ability to speak. But the last thing they say to go is your ability to hear. You might not be able to open your mouth. You can't, you, you're your vocal cords and the muscles on your throat and all that complicated organism there. It's very complicated. You think about it. Uh, and uh, it's very, uh, very technical, just like the eye. As David said, our, I'm, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. But uh, you're not able to speak. You're not able to uh, utter a sentence. Maybe you can get some wind to pass your vocal cords and you can um, grunt. But that's all. You see, because it takes a lot, it's a complicated process to forming words. It's a syntax. It's the, the, the firing of uh, the neurons in your brain. It's uh, the right muscles working and making air pass over those vocal cords at the right way. You, everybody in the world, I know that we all have fingerprints that are different from everyone else, but everybody in this room has a different voice print than any, anyone else in the entire world. In the entire world. Now I know some people have said 
that haven't seen my father in a while, and I'll talk to them on the phone, and they'll say, you sound just like your dad. And I said, well, there is a similarity there. There is similar DNA, you know. We come from, I come from the same source. But there is a difference, though. He that hath an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. Hear. The Lord is speaking to his church today that he is still on the throne, that Jesus is still powerful. Otherwise, you know, let's not, uh, saints of God, let's not get so fixed on the news and and, uh, what's happening in the world. Uh, uh, We understand we need to know what's going on, uh, but not ad nauseum, not every minute of the day, uh, not every second of every hour. Uh, You see, because we need to have our minds stayed on Jesus. Uh, Just as we looked in the the scripture, it says, uh, when you exit your house and when you come into your home, uh, when you lay down and when you rise up, when you're sitting in your house, when you're going down the road, talk about the goodness of God. Talk about His name. Talk about His power. Talk about His righteousness. Yay, has anybody ever been healed? Have you ever been set free? Are you washed in the blood? Is the name of Jesus on your life? Are you on the road to heaven? Is Jesus in your home? Jesus in, I remember one old timer, he would say, I get in this car in Jesus' name. I go in this house in Jesus' name. I go in this church in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I went down and I was washed in the blood. In the name of Jesus, I've had prayers prayed over me and my body was healed. In the name of Jesus, I've been set free from the bondage of sin of this world. In the name of Jesus, when you speak that name, come on somebody, say the name of Jesus. There's power in the name. There's glory in the name. There's healing in the name. There's deliverance in the name. Somebody shout out the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, no, you know, you ought to get excited about the name of Jesus. If you don't get excited about anything else, you should get excited about the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody kick up your leg a little bit. Come on, somebody raise your hand and shout the name of Jesus. There's no other name. Peter said it like this. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's in the name of Jesus. The revelation is in the name of Jesus. The power is in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, use my name that your joy might be full. Some of us relegate the name of Jesus only to special places and special times. We only use it at church or or when we're saying a prayer, we tack on the name of Jesus at the end. It's not something I tack on the name at the end of my prayer. It's Jesus in the morning and Jesus at noon. It's Jesus at nighttime. His name is on my forehead. I've been baptized in his name. This is my gospel. This is my Lord. He's my king. That's my name. You see, I was baptized in the name and I took on the family name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't go down... And they didn't call Father or Son or Holy Spirit over me. And that's, He is all three of those things. We're not trying to 
uh, 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 limit or trying to speak evil. We're, we're just saying that there's no power in the word name Father. There's no saving power. There's no healing power. Uh, I, I don't want anybody uh, uh, saying in the, in the name of the Father, I pray healing prayer over you. Uh, you can do it, uh, but I wish you would say in the name of Jesus, uh, I pray healing prayer over you. Hallelujah. Why? Because there's a revelation of the name. The blood is in the name. That's where the power is. It's in the name. Hallelujah. You see, that's what, that's what we have to be violent about. Someone said, well, you know, they can believe what they want to believe. I said, yeah, I'm not for arguing. It doesn't accomplish much. Little, if anything at all. But I am for standing up for truth. I am for saying this is, what, this is what the word said. This is what it says. Someone says, well, I don't believe it. I said, well, that's okay. You're, it's your right to be wrong <laughs> if you want to be. But I'm still going to hold on to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let the devil push me. You see, it all boils down to will. Most battles, uh, 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 it, you don't want to annihilate the enemy. You want to get the enemy uh, uh, to stop fighting because they're exhausted. It comes down to a matter of will. You see, the battle's won in a moment because you held on. It was a will. Hallelujah. Someone said to uh, me yesterday about Brother John, said, well, he's stubborn. I said, well, I'd like to say he's determined. Uh, and he said, well, that's more politically correct. I said, well, determined is a better word. Stubborn has a negative connotation to it. I don't like to say, and I never say about myself, I'm stubborn. I like to say I'm determined. All you that have said, I'm stubborn, you need to stop saying that. Uh, say, I, I, I am determined. I am determined. I have made up my mind. My heart is fixed. As David said, it's set like a flint toward heaven. I'm determined in my heart. I'm determined in my mind. I'm determined in my words. I'm determined in my actions. My eyes and my heart are set like a flint toward heaven. Heaven is my destiny. It's not a goal. It's a destiny. Someone said to me one time, heaven's my goal. I said, well... That's a good goal, but it's not mine. He looked at me and said, what do you mean it's not your goal? I said, heaven's my destiny. I'm destined for there. I'm going there. I'm not just hoping to make it. I, I'm not just wishfully thinking I'm going to make it. I'm destined to be there. I'm destined to see the Lord. I'm destined to walk on streets of gold. I'm destined to see gates of pearl. I'm destined to cast my crown at his feet. I'm destined to worship for him forever and ever throughout eternity. Singing holy and holy, Lord God Almighty, which is and which was and which is to come I'm destined to be there Amen Hallelujah He that hath an ear to hear let him hear What does the Spirit say to you this morning? What does the Spirit say to you? We all have an appointment 
whether we're going to be raptured out here collectively, and I believe that's going to happen, or individually as the Lord takes us out of here. So the, the Lord's coming for you, any way you look at it, collectively by a rapture of the church or individually as you pass from this world to the next world. You have an appointment. The church has an appointment. Uh, let me say, the rapture is the church's appointment. Uh, the, the individual calling away of you uh, as Brother John is waiting on his appointment. And I said, Brother John, when that train comes in, you got a ticket in your hand. My grandmother used to sing about it. Uh, I got my ticket. Yes, Lord. It's a Holy Ghost ticket. Yes, Lord. It's signed by Jesus. Yes, Lord. Time is drawing nigh. And I said, yeah, you got your ticket in, in your hand. You've got the Holy Ghost. Uh, and you're just waiting for that train to come into the station. Uh, and when that train comes in, uh, you're going to get on board. Uh, and guess who is the operator the who's the one who's uh, guiding that train his name is j-e-s-u-s it's jesus he's taking you out of here somebody shout hallelujah amen 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 well i'm excited this morning you need to get excited about something in life and the right things some people get excited about the wrong things in life they're all excited. And I said, well, that is appeared for a while as a vapor. It'll vanish away. I'm talking to you about eternal things. This is eternal. The things that I'm talking to you about are eternal. It won't vanish. It won't disappear. You know, you're young now and you have all the muscles. You just wait. Should the Lord tarry another 50 years, you might have a, 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 a spare tire around the middle. Uh, and you might have some crow's feet here. Uh, and your hair might be getting wrinkly. Uh, and that weight, uh, and my son said, how much weight did you lift the other day? How, tell me. Tell me how much you lifted. Oh, well, pressed. 225. Well, I could probably lift the bar up maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure I could lift the weights up 225. But keep doing it because when you get to 6-0, <laughs> things change. I used to jump, Sister Karen, I used to jump out of trees. Oh, 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 swinging down, you know, land and roll around. I'm not jumping out of trees now. I'm saying, where is the ladder? Hold the ladder at the bottom. <laughs> I don't want it to shake too much. I wasn't worried. When I was 15, when I was 12, when I was swinging in trees and, and doing all those things, I wasn't worried about a ladder. Someone said, oh, be careful. I am. Now I'm listening. Be careful. <laughs> Amen. He that hath an ear, let him hear. <laughs> Some of you need to laugh every now and again. Hallelujah. The world that we live in today is a day of uncertainty. And the, many of the words that we hear are not words that bring fact to our lives. They're words that, that uh, muddle up uh, the thoughts in our head. It's not, it's not accurate. And the words are, are sounds that just give us Soothing peace, but don't give us direction. Trying to calm us down. But Jesus talked about speaking words of truth. You know, we live in a world that has double speak. Uh, and 
and I was trying to, I have this dictionary at home. I bought it. It's, a set, it's, it's how to lie without, without not lying. <laughs> how to say words without lying and not tell the truth. And it's kind of an interesting book. And how that we fake ourselves out by saying certain sentences. But it, it means something else completely. And here the word of God, though it speaks truth. It speaks righteousness. It speaks godliness. It doesn't speak something else that causes uh, 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 us to wonder, what, what was the word actually saying? Amen. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Amen. Would you stand to your feet right now? Hallelujah. Let's just raise our hands to the Lord. Right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your goodness and your righteousness in our lives. Lord, let us speak words of faith. Let us speak words of power. Let us speak words of anointing right now. You see these words that perhaps we've spoken in the past that created doubt and unbelief in our life. Uh, and maybe we're voicing thoughts that have come to our minds. Uh, but God, I pray that you would give us a new mind. Uh, let our minds be renewed by your spirit. Uh, let our minds be renewed by your power so that we would speak prophetic words uh, that would cause us to reach greater heights uh, in, in you, Lord. Uh, that you would sit us to, in heavenly places. Uh, that there would be a great anointing in the words that we speak, Lord, I pray that the power that you've given us would come out. Lord, that we would not hold it in. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sing Sister Carmel.